So again, welcome back to another episode. We're doing this through Zoom. Uh, got my boy Tyler, Eminent Global. Check out Eminent if you haven't already. And yeah, so we want to do a quick update on you know what's been going on and what we've been doing during the quarantine and the lockdown. So I'll let you start it off, and then I'll kind of explain what I've been up to and you know some future projects that are in the works. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so. You know what I've been doing for the quarantine is really not changed from you know what I was doing right before, which was just you know staying in the house like 75, 80 percent of the time, just you know kind of cooking up my designs and working with designers and, and trying to get graphics done for websites and advertisements and getting marketing and advertising strategies down and do- business documents and you know all that stuff takes like a lot of time. So. Um, Pretty much, yeah. I've just been cooking. I was cooking up stuff before, and I, now I'm forced to cook up. And uh, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, it's kind of limited me with like models, videographers, and content-wise. But I've done pretty well, like for myself, to try to do things at home. You know, got my hands on some lights that I borrowed from somebody. Um, I got a little backdrop. I got my product there. So um, you know, we got a camera. Um, yeah. It's uh, so, you know, I'm trying to make some stuff happen by myself. The product shots that are on my website, I actually uh, took myself, um, sent them to like, a good graphic designer and they edited them all up. So, yeah, man, it's just about making it happen, I feel, um, you know, 100%. trying to, uh, you know, work with what you got, you know, like this is what I've done my whole life. So I feel like it doesn't really change much. You just got to be creative. That's a fact, man. Before we get into, you know, these different tangents that we hit on, um, quick update. I, I think I'm, I believe we're done with season one, which was kind of a test run. You know, I started this trying to see, um, first of all, I started this as a hobby. So it, was, it wasn't even, you know, what it is now and what it's becoming. But um, uh, my intention for the first season, which would essentially be 100 episodes, was to see test the waters you know see what works see what needs work see how people react and respond to certain things and then in the process of that along the way kind of just became something you know what i mean like when once you start having bigger guests on you know it's no longer a test run like it's something now yeah you're doing it now you're committed yeah exactly so i still but i still wanted to cap it off at season one just to um just to kind of use it as a timestamp and use it as a propeller to elevate the content and step the game up in a way. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure you can relate too. Like, if you keep running the same shit over and over again, and you evolve as a person, you know, you, you it's hard for you to separate your own evolution from your brand. And that's why you have these markers and these stamps in terms of like seasons where you, okay, you set a metric, like, okay, season one was about testing it out you know trying to get set up learn along the way and then season two once you have all those tools all the information you can kind of really take it whatever direction you want so that's kind of where i'm at and uh i mentioned this in the last or one of the previous episodes i I did with desanti for her podcast tough luck uh that there's a potential opportunity for me to you know start doing the podcast for uh, the company that I work for, so my my primary job, 
is in business development and the company that I work for wants me to do this for them. So that's, that's again, you know, something that maybe, uh, may come out sooner than later, but again, that's kind of my update for now. So, so let's dive into, let's dive into, um, you know, staying sane during the quarantine, building good Hold habits. On, real quick. I want to touch on that, man. I feel like that's really awesome for you because I feel like, um, it's, it's adventures like these or just ventures like these that you have to take as a person to like learn a lot more about yourself and I'm pretty sure you've learned now and you probably got a lot I'm, I know you've got a lot of great feedback talking about your podcast what you speak you know your um, just the level of conversation that you hold um, the aspects of conversation that you bring up mm-hmm. the topics and I feel like that is something that you could definitely go off of and do more um, expand on you know what I mean so like but it, it's, it's kind of funny industry not to... is very young so mm-hmm. I feel like you have there's so much potential you know what I mean there's so many ways you could go with it yeah and not to cut you off Congratulations. appreciate it bro but um I was gonna say it's funny that you know you say that and the feedback that I get is fairly positive in that respect where you know people like the way I speak and they like the way the content sounds but they don't understand that one of the reasons why I started this was because I wasn't good at having conversations. Right. You know what I mean? That, that was literally, it's like, if you're not good at playing baseball, you force yourself to play baseball every day, put it out in front of people, essentially being vulnerable in a way, right? Like I, I opened mm-hmm. myself up for judgment based on one of my biggest insecurities, which was, you know, I, I'm not good at holding conversations because I often you know, introverted nature. I mean, I prefer to be in my own circle in my own bubble and shit like that. And, you know, I've gone into detail regarding that in previous episodes, but essentially what I'm trying to say is if you have something you're not good at and you're insecure about, in my opinion, the best way to conquer that is by putting yourself in that situation where you have to do it, where you have to do it and you have to, and you, and you're open to feedback and you're susceptible to feedback meaning people are going to be listening or watching or whatever it is that you're into and they're going to provide their feedback and they're going to judge you. You know what I mean? And that's when you learn the most. You you conquer that fear. You understand that everyone fucking, you know, no one's comfortable talking in public in front of people. There's very rare cases of people that are naturally extroverted that enjoy that shit. You know what I mean? So it's it's just stuff like that. But No, that's awesome though. Um... Like I said, you know, sometimes people feel like I'm the type of person where in my past I felt like I was always trying to do what I was good at. And I never really tried to venture out to things that I wasn't good at. And therefore, I thought there was only a few things I could do in life. And as soon as I opened a couple more doors up, just more and more and more everywhere, it's like a treat. You know what I mean? Like it just 100 percent. And I'm like, wow, there's all these different things I can do. And so you just it's just about doing it, just going out and trying and attempting and stop, you know. Stop being in your own head. Just go do it. Just go try it. Don't make an excuse. Get I mean, it's it's it sounds yeah, it sounds easier, obviously, but um, to get over that difficulty, I, mean, I think. But my thing is like, it sounds easy, but I mean, seriously, like it is. Like you have nothing to lose. Like think about this life. Think about how long your life is. Think about how long. I just I don't know. I just there's something about regret with me that I just can't. I don't like to live with. Like, if I have to, you know what I'm saying? If there's a, a decision that I make and I have to regret it, so be it. But, like, if I have the control over, you yeah. know, the situation and I have the chance to do it, 
sometimes that really makes me think like I talked about this uh, yesterday with one of my pledge brothers did a zoom episode and um, yeah it was a, a similar uh, along the lines of regret and shit like that but it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of people you know or people that sort of provide their insight in terms of regret have already passed that stage the people that you hear you know you can tell when someone's broken you can tell when someone regrets you know maybe they had something going for them and again i give, I give this example uh, i'll give this example again but you know if, if someone had a professional career in sports and some shit went down or whatever happened in their situation you can sense the regret in their nature you can sense it in their body language and once you feel that once you communicate with that person and you feel that it makes you realize that damn i don't ever want to be in that position i don't want to you know uh, feel like that yeah i don't want to feel like that i don't want to project yeah. my insecurities on people and project my you know regret fueled uh stubbornness or anger that's deep rooted you know what i mean like right. that's a reality bro regret is a disease yeah just like you know we, we we can get into healthy eating as well but the same way you have to eat healthy the same way you have to consume healthy content information so that you avoid diseases like regret yeah no seriously because man and it's so crazy like when you're talking about information that you consume because like it's i was talking i was thinking the other day like it's crazy how much of an influence different artists have had on me since i was like uh in high school subconsciously and like mm -hmm. you know i'm like yeah man like this is these are this is my type of music that i most prefer this is the type of you know rap that i will jam but i don't really listen to and over time over five ten years like i'm still the same person i'm still the more like intellectual influential type of listener i would rather listen to like a jay cole or a kendra lamar rather than like right. lil uzi or a kodak you know but like still to this day like i'm looking back on some of i was listening back on kendrick's uh discography during this quarantine and um i just hear so much of his um motivation and his positive vibes and i just see it all in me like i relate so much and it makes me remember like why he was my favorite artist in 2012 2013 2014 you know what i mean and so mm -hmm. i see it in my work in my personal brand that i've done this year and you know what i'm saying it's just it's really cool it's really cool to see how much an effect people are like subconsciously different artists and different music and different content that you can consume affects you like in the long term or like in your mindset 100 man but it's um the flip side to that is that same content or that same information is it can be viewed in different ways so you choose to view it with the lens that you have the filter that you have rather in your brain you yeah. know what i mean people could listen to the same song not pay attention to the story not get motivated but simply listen and then move on <clears throat> so i think it it also depends on how you perceive things do you perceive them or do you consume stuff just to consume it just to escape reality or do you consume stuff with your filter your lens to then add tools to your arsenal in a way 
Like I've been, yeah, I've been you know, going like, back on some honestly, artists as well. I was honestly, gonna say. I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I feel like people listen to. Like you had a really good point. Like people, some people listen to Escape, and some people listen to you know Grow, and just to try to learn. And I feel like there's just two types of like moods or two types of people. I mean, you can be one and then be the other, but you know, you're either like like with your attitude when you meet people you're either trying to listen and learn and grow from them or you are trying to escape your reality with whatever people you're around and you're not really doing anything great for yourself and so like if those are the type of situations you put yourself in you're probably going to listen to music that's just allowing you to escape something you can't you know something more painful sad something that you can relate to and those will probably tend you tend to favor those songs rather than the things that you can grow from because that's not what you're actively looking to do in your subconscious you know what i mean you're not looking to grow you want to escape you see what i'm saying that's what it is i mean it's it's a mindset thing and it's a decision thing and it's also a habitual thing if you're in that habit you know what i mean if your habit is to throw something on netflix you know eat whatever do whatever have a drink whatever it is that's what you do and that's what you become and people realize that subconsciously but it never surfaces it never comes to the surface because they suppress it using escapism like deep down if you have things that you wanted to do or things you wanted to learn or you have these micro regrets we all have micro regrets i'm sure everyone fucking has something they you know were doing or wanted to do or would have done by now whatever it is but it never surfaces because you stay in that bubble that continues to make you feel happy. Yeah, it's even, comfortable. Exactly. They don't even realize how happy they could be if they simply achieved what they wanted to achieve or work towards it. Little struggle and yeah, work, work, work towards it for the better outcome in the long run. 100%, man. It just takes time, man, and like that's something that it took me a long time to understand, and I feel like it's really our society's fault you know at the same time everybody i feel like is raised thinking that you know people are born good at certain things or people learn certain good skills um you know and you automatically compare yourself to other people as kids you know some people might be gifted in other ways that you're not and you have to find the ways that you are and um i feel like the stigma is that like you have to learn whatever skills you're trying to do quickly and if you can't learn them quickly then you're just not good at it and that's not the case like you like i guarantee you if like i took 10 people and put all of them through 100 hours worth of training for each skill for the same skill a lot of them would come out with bees in it at least bees you know what i mean because they put in mm-hmm. 100 hours they didn't just look at it and try you know what I'm saying? Right. Because I guarantee you, if I put 10 people in a room and they all tried, I'd probably have a one, two, three success rate at the skill. You know what I'm saying? It's at the seven, eight, or nine. Yeah, and It's just because you have to put in the work, you have to put in the hours, and, like, that's something that I want to, like, express to my, you know, brothers, sisters, kids. You know what I mean? You have to put in the work and try. Like, you really have to try and try and try. 100%. And that's where... um. That's where the 10,000 hour rule comes in. We talked about this uh, on one of our episodes, but you know, if you want to be good at something and you want to master it, you have to put in 10,000 hours, which is essentially seven years. You know what I mean? And people put in two years and then they switch or they put in three years and they switch. 
And there's a very famous image, meme, whatever you want to call it, of the guy digging for gold. And he's walking back when he's like, you know, right 10 there. yards away, right there. And there's a guy who, the other guy who's on his way and he's continuing mm -hmm. to go. And yeah. that applies to, you know, your pursuit of whatever goal, whatever you want to do, essentially. If you put in, if you're willing to put in the required hours, I think seven uh, years is a minimum. Whether it's clothing, whether it's rap, whether it's podcasting, whether it's acting, whatever it is. Now, granted, some people blow up in one and some people never blow up. And that's, those are the odds that, you know, you have to be aware of as well, but you can't let it deter you. Some people blow up off of one song. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. But I was having this conversation yesterday. Uh, my my pledge brother is a rapper and we were talking about uh, this very thing and he mentioned Jay-Z didn't drop his first album until he was 26. That's Jay-Z. Mm. Reasonable Doubt came out when he was 26 years old. He's he's a billionaire now. Yeah, so that's if right. you, you think about, you know, the hours and the time, I don't know. I don't believe in any of that shit. I think if you if you want to do something and you really want to do it, you'll make it happen. Yeah, I think it's just about timing and the approach and the strategy. People don't put enough emphasis on those things. I don't think like <clears throat> it's not even about like, yeah, it's so much is about time. There's so many aspects that have to go into and fall in perfectly in place for somebody to plop, pop. I think that's what it is. Like some people blow off of one. Some people blow off of um, you know, a lot, but sometimes people have the right puzzle pieces in place for them to blow off of one song. You know, you might not have those same puzzle pieces for you. You might have to make some mistakes and make some connections and learn some more people, meet some new people, mm -hmm. and then put in a couple of years and then something will happen for you. It's just about your story and what you're set up with and timing and execution. Like, I know some artists that have put out multiple albums with the complete wrong sound. I've seen them sound great. And like they are continuing with what I feel is the wrong thing. And I, in my own opinion, am standing right because they had, their like audience has been stagnant for like the past three or four years. Like they haven't grown a thousand followers. So um, no innovation. And that's just I mean, I'm not going to sit there and tell that person that and um, or whatever. But I just see that, you know, like it doesn't matter. It's about like timing number one like it's not about dropping all the content but it's also you know your strategy you have to have the right you know what i'm saying if something's not working you have to go back and revisit your plans don't be scared mm -hmm. to say that you fucked up don't be scared to say that you were wrong or change go back into the drawing board you know 100 percent. but people are afraid to take a step back again primarily society's fault social media's fault if you if they see you taking a step back, you're automatically judged, and you're automatically. It looks like you're falling off. It looks like you're falling off. It looks like or, you're you're yeah. below. You know, you fell a few ranks on the hierarchy list in their mind, and mm -hmm. the fact that we even value that is ridiculous to me. Who gives exactly. a fuck, bro? Like it doesn't matter if you know if you were making a hundred thousand out of college, and you decided to take a step back, downsize, downsize your living and work on something you love and you're passionate about and people judge you for that, then you don't need those people anywhere near you. I would say block those people.